This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. We've been going on for 31 years with this. We don't know how it happened, but we just keep chugging along with it. And if you are one of those people who gets a big kick out of eating well, or even uh, eating uh, with a vaguely excited uh, uh, venure, uh, give us a call and tell us about everything you've uh, heard about lately, especially if you've not just heard about it but actually experienced it. That's what we do on the program. It's wide open to to anybody who wants to give us a buzz. Our buzz number is 260-6368. Let me say that slower, 260-6368. And no matter who you are or what kind of food you like, you're always welcome over here. Uh, you're never going to hear us put you down because we don't like your kind of eating. Unless, right. of course, you're talking to. But actually, this a, you know, we could maybe make a list of that one of these days. Like People, somebody we don't like because we don't like their way. No, of somebody who is uh, <laughs> openly uh, hateful of uh, of the basic, but the good stuff. I'm not sure what that is, but anyway. I don't either. So, uh, um, but it's worth thinking about. I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, I think I'm openly hateful of. You are. Um, fake meat. Fake meat. Well, yes. who would not be an enemy of that? What? I, I don't this understand. is that Burger King thing, isn't it? I don't, it's all of it. I don't understand. All of them are doing it? I don't understand uh, the, the things that are required to manipulate plants into tasting like meat. But I don't want to go there. Today is uh, Quint Davis's birthday. In 1947, he is the founder of the Jazz Festival, Very where there are guy. lots of great uh, things to eat. I uh, remember Favorite that Jazz Festival foods. Yeah, the very the very first year in 1970, uh, it came along at a much it was smaller like five dollars or something to get in. What was uh, it? it? No, it was even cheaper than that. I remember. Uh, I, I want to say it was 1974. The price to get in the Jazz Festival was three dollars. Oh wow! Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> If we could Wait, do it again. Here's what I want to know. The Jazz Fest was 50 years old last year, was it? Wait, what, so it started in 1970. Like it was 50 years old just a couple of years ago, or maybe it was just last year. My mm-hmm. question is, why didn't they have something for the Jazz Fest like everyone else does to celebrate their anniversary, roll back the prices to whatever? Like, okay, it's not... $60 to get into the Jazz Fest or whatever it is now, it's $3. What happened to that? What about that? Well, uh, I think what you have there is that no matter <laughs> how many people they br- uh, invite. Can you imagine the money they'd lose? To that, they would uh, they would get it <laughs> anyway because that? what can you po- uh, possibly, <clears throat> I mean, it, it is incomparable, the Jazz Festival. So uh, The last time I went to the Jazz Fest was a couple of years ago, and I only went to see Maroon 5, and I was there about who? 15 minutes, and I said to myself, what am I doing here? But I did happen to get 
two of those jambalayas, those brown jambalayas. They have the red one and the brown one, and the, the brown one's really good. I, I remember that you feel so very I, strongly I about do. that. I feel very strongly about brown jambalaya. Yeah, to hell with it. it no, no, that's the one you want, isn't it? preferable to the red jambalaya. Red jambalaya is for New Orleans people. say that unequivocally. Also, today is the birthday I got a text from someone that I know. I always get texts during the show from people who don't want to go on the air, and they just want to talk about it in the show. But it would be good if you went on the air, you text your people, uh, and um, it was that it is uh, Roy Rogers' birthday. We haven't, You know what? It's been such a busy show that we're only on the second paragraph of the Almanac today. You can tell how bad the show is doing if we get down through the Almanac. What's bad about that? That's what I'm saying. If we go through the whole Almanac, it's probably not such a great show. But if we don't make it past the first couple of paragraphs, that means it was a very busy show. Yeah. That means that people were calling and we were having great conversations. Mm. Anyway, today is Roy Rogers' birthday. Roy Rogers was also, in addition to uh, the boss of... The, let's see, what's, what's the name of It was not. It was his, uh, he licensed his name for another text just going off. He licensed his name um, to the fast food restaurant, which is still very oh, yeah. much out there. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look and see how many there are. I'll tell you where we saw it. It didn't last long here, which is kind of interesting because it was a quality product. It's a it quality really was. Product. Yeah, uh, the, the, they used really good meat, they although did. there were a yeah, lot of do. there were a lot of jokes about the fact that you'd go over there and order your sandwich, and would you would you get uh, oh, what's the dog's name? I think I've just blown the, no, trigger, the trigger the horse. Trigger. Uh, you know, people were making jokes that the, that the horse. Went Let's into see how the, many locations. Of course, oh, their headquarters. In Frederick, Maryland? I didn't know that. It was founded in Falls Church, Virginia. So so that's why it's so prevalent up there, because that's kind of its home. So let's see where they are still and how many locations there are. But I liked Roy Rogers. I still think it, it's It was I a well-run operation. I think it's, it's good. Really good. Yeah. And... Uh, Anyway, they uh, I don't we haven't had any in a long time, but we had two of them at one time uh, on Veterans oh Highway. Oh my goodness! You know they're uh, mostly prevalent. Well, actually, they're right around the D.C. area, but they go all the way up to New York. It's just yep. it's on the East Coast, so it's Maryland, and uh, and right up into the north, the northern part of the country. So I guess New England. Uh, there's some in New York. There's Roy some Rogers. in Massachusetts. Looks like New Hampshire, Vermont, uh, Pennsylvania. That's kind of it. Yeah. Oh, he, he was the king of the star. He was the king of the uh, cowboys. You know, he he uh, created the Sons of the Pioneers. Yeah, I, I figured we weren't going to get through this conversation without, without a song. Oh, no, so, no, you, so hit it, baby. Yeah. Hit it. Let's and do it. And the cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day. A brother last, he lasted, and he went away. And, I've just given into it, folks. That's it. I'm just, <laughs> I just, I used to pretend that I was not there. I used to just All sort of blaze over, but no, no, I'm in it now. We're in it. Without the yeah. taste of water, water, water. <laughs> That's the song, all right. See, but, to prove how in it I am, I'm yeah. singing harmony for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Two six zero six three six eight. Please, you know that's a signal that we need your help. I won't Call do it, it to you anymore. 
call us when when I'm singing harmony with Tom singing. It's trouble, folks. That's what mm. that means. Anyway, so it is uh, Roy Rogers' birthday. Uh, you should have heard him yodel. A... Oh, please don't yodel. I'm not going to yodel because I couldn't possibly do it like he did it. He was the greatest uh, uh, yodeler. Uh, yodeler I've ever heard. It just is there a demand for yodeling ever anywhere? Uh, uh, what? Is there a demand anywhere oh, sure. ever for yodeling sure. is what I want to know. Yeah. There, uh, yeah? Really? Yeah. You, here's how you can find out about it. There's a... <laughs> well, uh, wait, well. Doug. I don't know. Hang, hang on a second. I don't think that you can ipso facto declare that cattle love it. They are captive audience to it. So and they can't they can't protest. So I think that's going out on a limb to say that they love it. Okay? Yes, but I, if, if it were to appear on this show, we would also be a captive audience to it. <laughs> Just you, Doug. You're the only captive audience. I'm afraid that's not true. Yeah. It really? Yeah. You, we would just be turned off by someone. Two six zero six three six eight. And uh, and Doug, you heard that caller say how much he loves us, how addicted he is. So, it's just you. It's all I can say. Yeah. Well, you know uh, about see. addiction, don't you? <laughs> Wait. What? He's. Oh no, he was eighty six when I. It doesn't say where he's from. Roy Rogers, I'm looking at. Uh, I was actually Doug trying probably to. Probably knows where he's from. I Doug, was... where's he from? Doug knows. Oklahoma. 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 That makes sense. Do you remember uh, when he was born, or does? No, because I wasn't around. No, I was definitely. Because I was looking and looking for Neither that, and I was. Tom. I never uh, was able to find it. There Anybody was no know? star in the east for. Uh... <laughs> For yeah. Roy Rogers, so you know. Roy Rogers, anybody Doug know? Says there's no star in the if he's East still when around? He was born. Oh my goodness, we're getting sillier and sillier. Oh Tom, look, huh? the Edible Dictionary has lasagna. Yeah. Which I mentioned just yeah, that's passing right. earlier in the show, to prove that Tom has. You know what? I want to tell all of you people something. Tom has always had great faith in you, the listener. Faith or uh -huh. face? Nope, faith. Oh, okay. Great faith in all of your listeners, Tom. And you have always attributed a certain gourmandise. Is that a, is that the right word? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, to them, and you've always thought they were much much more adventuresome eaters than they were, and that was the reference for lasagna earlier in the show. I used to always tell Tom, Tom, it's only you that's the true gourmet. The rest of us are just watching from the sidelines. <laughs> and this was finally proven to be true on a cruise mm -hmm. when we were in Italy. We went to a restaurant in Venice that Andrea had recommended. Oh, and we had, a long <laughs> we had a long table of people. And... Tom started by ordering. You didn't order first, Tom. You didn't order first. All the ladies ordered first. Right. But right. you were sitting at the end of the table, at the head of the table. Well, I leave you the group. Were, you, know. you had faith till the end that everyone at that table was going to order something like urchin. No, it wasn't urchin. Urchin's too hard or, to get your hands on. Or oh, um, one of those crabs that they had in venice what are those crabs that we had 
and uh, squid ink pasta. Yeah, and the then, squid ink is the one I was pushing. And then we went down the row, lasagna, 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 lasagna. Everybody, everybody ordered lasagna, but poor Tom. It was very sad. But at least you were at least you were the sole gourmet. You had your squid ink pasta. Was it good? Oh yeah, it was delicious. You know it who's was making a squid very ink? simple. You know who's making a squid ink pasta now? No, who? Um, Dale Messina from oh, yeah? Tony Angelo's. Yeah, I, now, I know him well. Is now making and marketing his own pasta and sauce, uh, spaghetti sauce or marinara. And he's got four different kinds of pastas, a pappardelle. Um, he's got some fettuccine and two other kinds. Yeah, but it's, one it's, of them is a squid ink pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's widely done. It's really good. The first time you ever eat it, you'll Yeah, but I mean, it. if you're just starting your business, that just goes to show you how seriously Italian and how what his gourmet bona fides are that he is offering of four different pastas. One is a squid ink. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are talking about food. Just that. All kinds of food. We've gone run the gamut today. Today's National Donut Day. We spent the first hour talking about donuts. And uh Mike called <clears throat> first caller to explain that donut makers are called cutters, which was something I didn't know. I learned a lot in that call. And uh, we've talked about Mackenzie's. So now I am charged, um, well, I charged myself with the uh, mission to go and investigate a Tasty Donuts reproduction of the Mackenzie's chocolate brownie with the Light little dusting of sugar granules on it. Have any of them come over here to us? I don't know. Are there any? I don't even know where there are Tasty Donuts. Is that place that's Taste right on the corner of um, Causeway? No, it's, it's now a Joe's Donut, but did it used to be a Tasty Donut? There used to be uh, one on the pretty close to the intersection of Transcontinental and West West Esplanade. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's still there. Anybody who knows where Tasty Donuts is, uh, make my job easier. I'm going to go and investigate this brownie situation, but I don't know where Tasty Donuts. It's not something I would look for. Anyway, uh, let's see. Today is also the first European encounter with corn today. That must, 1492. Have, uh, that must have really scum them out to, to think of, wow, the what is this? The natives of Cuba showed the grain to Columbus. Hmm. As nourishing and useful as corn is, it was a long time before it caught on. Even now in places where it is not familiar, it's usually rejected by people as suitable only for animals. I beg yeah. to differ. I mean, now, look, Stephen is going to call. And I love to hear Stephen's stories about the farm in Delaware. But who was it that a friend of mine from California told me this story. She lives in Fresno. She's here now, but she lived in Fresno. And Fresno is sort of like the bread basket or it's not really bread basket, but the 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 heart and soul of produce for the United States. 
and the University of California at Fresno actually has a store there where you can buy the produce that's right off the farm. And she said to me, and I've still not done this, but you cannot imagine, and I, I believe this, you cannot imagine what a fresh ear of corn right off the bush tastes like and how far removed it is from anything you will get in a store. Yeah, I can tell you that up in the north, uh, well, in the northwest part of the country, which is Ohio and, and Indiana uh, and uh, Illinois, and all around there, you you get these immense the cornfields, the cornfields corn of Iowa, sure. And if you catch them at the right time of the year, yeah, then you get in there and you you boil them immediately and you eat them immediately, and it is a different realm of things to eat. Well, you know, we have corn mazes here uh, for Halloween. You can go to corn mazes, so I guess that means that there's yeah. corn being grown here. I don't know. Oh. Maybe it's not, you know, because, I mean, you, depending on the soil, you get a different taste, but apparently in places where it's grown for serious consumption, it is an entirely different taste, and I like corn, <laughs> I don't know the I difference. I love corn. I don't know the difference, but I think there's not a whole lot of things better than even a supermarket ear of corn that has come right out of the pot with a lot of butter melted on it and some salt. I, I don't think it gets a whole lot better than that, so I can't imagine right off of the bush. Yeah. 2606, no, go ahead, what? Uh, I have a, a, a secret for you and everybody else who might catch it, and that is you don't have to cook corn you you really don't it is fully kicked you as you as you find it and uh, you don't have to cook it it's sweet corn i, got, I like it hot all right two six zero six three six eight is the number you're listening to wwl 105.3 fm hd2 hi it's the food show it's us yeah yeah still here we'd love to talk with you about anything on your mind that has to do with eating drinking restaurants cooking wine, any of that, even if there's something that you remember you, you remember hearing years and years ago that you kind of like, but nobody is doing it anymore, so you are thinking, gosh, I'd like to try that again. It was so good. Well, if that's on your mind ever, call us, even if you don't have time to watch us do it or uh, maybe not, not even the inclination to do any cooking, but uh, it's it's worth knowing about. So uh, do this, 260 Six three six three. Oops. Oh wait, I slipped in an extra one there. Two six zero six three six eight. I've said it so often it's probably burned in their memory six, eight. anyway. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, we were talking about donuts and the frying donuts. of dough Again? earlier. Do you remember Crostale? Anne is on the phone. Crostale. Hi, Anne. Crostale. I know about Crostale. Hello. This is how a, are you? I just want to let you know, Tasty Donuts is at the corner of West Esplanade and Clearview, Riverside of Clearview. Okay. Yeah, I uh, had it wrong. I said it was... uh, They make the blackout cake and everything that Mackenzie had. Really? Yeah, and they yeah. have the they have the turtles and they have the and the funny brownies king and all cakes. that. Their king cakes are really different. Right. Uh huh. Sure yeah. do. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go right. over there. Thank, Thank you. you very much for calling, Ann. Thanks okay. for calling in. Okay.
Makes and then there was somebody else who was calling about crustale. 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 That's, 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 uh, that's what seal they, made everywhere. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a Croatian uh, if it's a Croatian just item, just fried dough, just fried dough, and uh, with well, that's one way of doing sugar. it. But they they had a lot of really interesting things there. Uh, when back when uh, Clara Sitanovic, who's uh, Drago's uh, uh, wife, he, he she has Widow, passed. Yes, but um, anyway, uh, there's something called the there's a an H L Mencken. Uh, H.L. Mencken uh, quote, which I love, called The Hole in the Donut is at least digestible. <laughs> oh, I started to say I was I was going to give this recipe that I'm going to do. Yeah? Yeah, let's see. Maybe I'll do it for Christmas instead of Thanksgiving. But well, give um, us a little uh, rundown on it. Yeah, I'm going to go get the I'm going to go get the the dough, the the biscuit dough that you pull apart the biscuits and you cut them into quarters, and you drop them in the oil, and then you have beignets. But what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to cut them into quarters, and I'm going to roll them, and then I'm going to put some crab meat stuffing, you know, like crab meat with green onions and cream and some butter and all of those really fattening things that you do all the time around here, and drop that in the middle, and then twist the dough around and either drop it into oil or bake it in the oven. What the heck? You might as well drop it into yeah. oil. Tie yeah, well, it with a tie it with a green onion or a chive or something like that, and drop it into oil. It's one of my it's one of my fantasy appetizers. My other fantasy appetizer that Tom never let me do was I never let was, you do something was fried oysters when in the world. Have, Tom, I can't are wait. Are you kidding? Huh? Um, in a in a an oit like my mom used to say oyster patties. A, oh, an I, oyster patty what am I, shell. Least? Like I know, yeah. <laughs> an oyster patty shell, uh-huh. which I do love. Also known as a, a wait, there's another name for these things. Okay, puff pastry. No. Uh, anyway, I would put in the bottom of an oyster patty sh- uh, shell a little dollop of tartar sauce after these were heated. You know, a little toasted, then a little dollop of tartar sauce. And then a fried oyster and maybe some flash fried spinach. This is one of my fantasy appetizers that Tom never let me do because he said, and I quote, you're going to fry something while all those people are here for Thanksgiving? I did not say that. Yes, you did. Many times. Many times. (laughs) 260-6368 is the number. Remember Chef Tell? Yeah, I don't really. But I mean, I kind of remember the name. But what was it? He was an early television chef. Yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, back in the 30s. I'm sorry, not the 30s, the 50s. Mm-hmm. And from that that point on, he was very active, and uh, everybody back who who was around, who was alive back then, remember uh, uh, Chef. Uh, is he still around? Because 1943 is not that old. No, you know? it isn't. So he had restaurants. Like he had rest. He didn't, yeah. or he did look like it. Uh, I don't remember because it was too long ago, and I wasn't into cooking at that time anyway. Today is his birthday in 1943. He was born in Stuttgart, Stuttgart, huh. which is the uh, scene of the worst traffic jam I've ever seen in my entire life, by some frightening exponential. 
Um, not that that's apropos of anything at all, but I'm going to look up Chef Tell right now and see um, what he looked like because I don't, I don't even know. Do you know who I was thinking about the other day that I would also wonder what happened to him? Um, uh, Bert Wolf. Do you remember him? Bert Wolf. Uh huh. Yeah, he's still around. Uh, no, is he? no, he's not still around. Not Bert Wolf. <clears throat> I, I, I don't, I haven't, I'm not looking for him. But no, Chef Tell passed away in 2007. Ah, and only sounding like he's bad. No, no, no. It's Andrea. time for Chef Andrea. Mamma mia. Mamma mia, Marion. Beautiful Marion. How are you? We were talking about something that uh, you had a hand in uh, some years ago. We had the uh, Eat Club went out to uh, to uh, Italy, uh, and we went to Venice. And, uh, Who was and your friend in Venice whose <clears throat> restaurant you sent us to? Do you remember him? Uh, he, he had an unusual name, at least for me. Uh, do yes. you remember that guy? Yeah, Licio. Licio. Licio? Licio. 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 Okay. Okay. Anyway. And uh, what's the name of the restaurant? Was that his restaurant? Yes. Well, no, he oh. worked. He was uh, the manager there. Uh, oh. Il Pignolo. Pignolo. Oh, we yeah. did Pignolo. Yeah. 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 Very good, still great restaurant. Very it good restaurant. It is a good restaurant. Yeah. We were it's just there really, earlier this year. It's a very well, wonderful restaurant. It and, is a good um, restaurant. Yeah. And it's not far from. It's like you know, a block or two from the, from St. Mark's Square. So, That's correct. Anyway, yeah. Convenient too. It's very elegant. White tablecloth. Uh, hmm? Very very il pinkiri. Well, I was trying my like people were asking me, what do you get here, and I told them, listen, from one tasting I had. The thing to get here is the uh, pasta with uh, uh, the uh, uh, black cannelliki. Cannelliki. No, with the with the black. uh, Is that cannelliki? No, the cannelliki is a razor blade. Squidding. 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 Cuttlefish. Cuttlefish ink. Yes. Cuttlefish. Yeah. Okay. What's the crab, Andrea? What is that crab that they serve at? Grantevole. The, it, it's a weird-looking crab, yeah. Yeah, it's uh-huh. a wonderful, uh, great crab. Uh-huh. And uh, Grancevole Bianco, um, it's a wonderful white crab meat. And um, it's only grow this this area there. Really, uh, a little sweet side, uh, nice and uh, flavorful, but uh, uh, elegant served, of course, the way you serve it, the way they serve there. Uh, it's outstanding, really, really wonderful. But they do a good job. It, uh, I like it risotto with cuttlefish ink or the pasta tagliatelle, uh, pappardelle with uh, and squid. Uh, you could do it with yeah. squid too. That's Absolutely, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It's Who a beautiful love a good risotto. Anyway, Andrea, what you got over there? Yeah, what's uh, we on have tonight? A, we have a lot of. I have uh, Tom favorite favorite fish. Just came swim to my door. Mm. Uh, that's Tom favorite, and I know you have your favorite too, Marion. Just came in. This is a beautiful, fresh, local speckled trout for you. And then mm-hmm. for Tom, I have a beautiful pampano. Deep, beautiful, really gorgeous. So bull came in today, swim to our door. This is some of the fresh fish coming besides, you know, the yellowfin tuna, the salmon. Um, of course, we have the, um, I just mentioned the speckled trout. The flounder is beautiful. This time, the really gorgeous spe- uh, flounder. And we do the flounder any way you like it, either simple by himself or parlamentana style. Or seafood stuff, uh, flounder, uh, broiled fl- flounder, any way you like, we do for you. So that's one of my favorite, favorite things for my guests. Anything my guests want to love to do it the way they like to have done 
and it will cook up for them as long as they enjoy themselves. That's my major, major goal. makes me happy. Um, and then also uh, this time of the year, uh, as you know, we have a, a wonderful crispy, crispy duck in our rotisserie. Uh, mm. I really enjoy this wonderful rotisserie. So uh, the smell when you come to the restaurant, mm. uh, when we have it on the, yesterday and today, we have chickens going on. Uh, the duck, we have prime rib going on in the rotisserie. Uh, you can have the whole fish on rotisserie, by the way, uh, nice and uh, slowly, slowly cooked. The lamb, uh, lake, you can have rotisserie. So we do a lot. Of, we play a lot of with the rotisserie and the really wonderful, great things. But one thing is I want to talk about, Miriam, this time of the year, we have a, coming up the holiday season, of course, Thanksgiving in the, right next in the corner. Make reservation for Thanksgiving. We have Christmas, holiday season, and we have five, five private rooms that I guess really enjoys it. Uh, we can open one full room. We can accommodate 400 people, sit down. Or you can have a culture reception, different rooms, one all in, uh, under our roof, and we can accommodate anything that you like for lunch, dinner, and also breakfast. People like to have breakfast at Andrea for a private room, private party, and uh, really a wonderful, wonderful occasion. And also we have the wine cellar room on uh, off the main main bar. People love this small room we call the wine cellar, accommodated by 20 people. I love that little ten. room. Yeah, it's really wonderful. So this time of the year, really, is, uh, we'd love to have um, corporate office party, or single party, or just you and Tom. And the kids, just come. <laughs> We'll have to have your party. No, it's, oh, I'd, I'd like to see that and how long it would uh, would go before if, uh, we'll love I you, got We'd love to see your grandchildren. Tom. you got to bring him when I come down. You know, yes. we love it. As you know, Jeff we'll go back. Jackson's only uh, into buffets now. This is a great disgrace, I'm sure, to Tom because when Jackson was here last, we were at the Windsor Court, and they have the great uh, club level in the morning there. And so now whenever he sees uh, any building that's got more than 20 floors, he wants to go check out the buffet on the 21st floor. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Tom's Nothing wrong grandson. With that. Nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. But anyhow, we go back uh, for many years. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did your wedding. So I see yes. I saw your, oh grand- your children growing up. Uh, from day one, and uh, what a beautiful! I'm very lucky to have. Oh, that. what a beautiful and, morning! And, man, just, and many other family that been Andre when they got engaged here, they get married here, yeah, and then yeah, now they yeah. bring the children. So now the grandchildren coming up, yeah. but, and here uh, they are. Well, uh, someday we'll uh, we'll work that out, and uh, you know how it goes. Be nice. But it's, well, it's all of this is at Andrea's, right across Causeway Boulevard from Lakeside Mall. Open seven days a week: lunch, Make dinner, brunch, the whole for range. Thanksgiving now. That's true. Yes, please. We'd love to have you. And All right, Andrea. Bye, Andrea. 834 8583 from all of us, Andrea. My home is home. Ciao, grazie. Ciao, Bella, Marianne. Ciao, Tom. Hi. Ciao. Stephen is waiting, and I know on his list is going to be an account of fresh corn on the farm. Hmm. Well, well uh, it was not only, you know, my, my, my cousins that are five years younger than I. Uh, they don't own, but they farm 20,000 acres of horse corn. Oh. But my great-grandfather had a, he had a, a large house. I don't know if it was a mansion, but a large house on the main street in town. And he owned a complete square block behind five large houses, you know, and a block square that was his garden. And he had a full-time sort of gardener. He was sort of a gardener, chauffeur, pigeon keeper, um, because he loved squab. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, they would pick the they would pick the maid would sit on the front door on the front porch peeling peas or lima beans or something, and um, she would uh, see my great grandfather take the corner three blocks away, and she'd yell back to John Henry to pull the corn, and he would clean the corn as he was walking, you know, from the from the garden to the to the back door and she'd have the water boiling ready to go so we prefer white corn the family does and it's gotten hard to find yeah i think it's sweeter don't you think yeah it is sweeter yeah yeah it's a more delicate flavor it's sweeter yeah it is it's a you know Stephen, listening to you talk about that kind of eating it's so foreign to americans you know i mean we just don't eat that way but it must be wonderful to well, eat food you know, and, that and fresh. Members of my family for years have always had land around their houses and farms and greenhouses. And some of my uncle cousins had, you know, fresh flowers right out of the greenhouses. Um, yeah. One of them, they clean out every 10 years for a family reunion, and 2,000 people show up for this family reunion. Oh, wow. In a greenhouse. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, mm, but, you know, but yeah. anyway, yesterday I, I did that uh, pork loin. Oh, yeah. And it was mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, I did uh, put celery and onions, and then I poured a little salt and pepper and opened a jar of blackberry jam and mm. put some in the bottom of the pan and some on top of it and roasted it and when i roasted it it i uh strained all the stuff out of and made a gravy but the gravy was sort of a sweet but yet savory gravy mm-hmm. it was wonderful and i had a, a friend over and he said you are going to let me take some of this gravy home aren't you and i said oh yeah <laughs> Stephen, so, but I the think McKinsey, the remainder of the pork loin begs to be part of a Cuban sandwich. Y- yes, yes. Yeah, I'm going to make sandwiches tonight. Thin sliced pork and ham and yeah. pickles and mustard. Ugh, I love Cuban yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks and like the McKinsey's. does a really good when Katie's. What? Yeah, the McKinsey's on West Esplanade, they have one of those neon signs. That changes all the time, and they advertise all the uh, all McKenzie's the McKinsey specials. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, I'm they have, have the blackout cake and cinnamon rolls, and so mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, if they have know, all the stuff to, all the time, but I'm gonna go you know. one day and pick up a whole bunch of that old blast from the past McKenzie stuff. And we'll do a mm-hmm. tasting on the show of it. Yeah. Why not? See we how it tastes today in 2019. And you might call them in advance to make sure they have what you want. Because I, I don't, don't even know, know what whether I they always, they always, I don't think they have all, I mean, they advertise special. Today we got blackout cake. Today we got brownies. Today we got cinnamon rolls. Oh, okay. So I don't know whether they have them all the time. Okay. Uh-huh. And if you call them and said, you know, can I have some cinnamon rolls, can I have a blackout mm-hmm. cake, can I have brownies and yeah. and turtles, you know, mm-hmm. they'd be sure to have them rather than you go okay. on a day they only have two items. 
Well, now let me ask you this. Uh, don't they also, because I remember as I'm thinking about this, conjuring up a memory of Mackenzie's, they also mm-hmm. used to do pretty good roles, if I if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah. Well. I thought their roles were actually so. pretty good. And the cheese, their cheesecake was really pretty good. Uh-huh. And the reason you... Pistolets. You rem- was that what they called them? Pistolets? Yeah, pistolets were those little hamburger, yeah. well, little uh, bread, just yeah, bread. Yeah, they were good, though. About this wide. Yeah, they were that good. long. Okay, you know what we're going to do? We're gonna, I'm going to go stop in there and see if I can get somebody on the show and have them bring some stuff on the show. That would be fun. Yeah. You know, okay. and then, then they can bring what, you know, with without having to arrange for it, we'll just, you know, have a, a tasting. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. And uh, also, I meant to tell you, when I went over to Orlando's the other day, yes. I had their cheesecake which I think it was a blueberry cheesecake, and I think it's the best cheesecake I've ever had. Really? Where is this? At G. Orlando's. Oh, G. Orlando's, yeah, okay. The best cheesecake I ever had, well, first of all, Tom does a really great cheesecake, which is actually Lenny, what was his name? Lonnie Neasley. Neasley. Oh, Lonnie Nisley, yeah. It was uh, Chef Andrea's... Pastry chef. Pastry chef, exactly. Yeah. So uh, passed away many, many years ago. But um, that's where you got his cheesecake recipe. Yep. But you know, yeah. I had this cheesecake in the rain, just in a in a little ramshackle restaurant in Bahaba last year. Yes, about this time, and it was made with wild blueberries from right on the bushes in Acadia National Park. That was pretty good. Yeah. The uh, G. Orlando's also had a. Uh, bananas cheesecake. Yeah, that's uh, that's getting haba. That's getting uh, very common. Uh, it's uh, your classic uh, cheesecake, bananas but there's Foster, yeah. the the stuff that goes in bananas Foster in there too. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing I want to do for the holidays: a a seafood cheesecake. What were you saying, Stephen? Hmm. Yeah, that was it. But, you know, we have talked about that. And have you decided on what crust you're going to use? What, for the cheesecake? For the cheesecake? Yeah. Um, probably, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. Why? Do you have an idea? Well, I mean, we talked about um, yeah, uh-huh. goldfish or, or something oh, yeah, along yeah, yeah. that line. Hey, you know what I think I'm inclined to do? I was looking at um, – okay, so I have this stash. This is my two-for-five-dollar obsession. It gets mm-hmm. me every time. So I, I have a stash. I have a lot of stashes, but I have a stash of, of Doritos, yeah. The uh, the spicy nacho ones and also the cool ranch ones and then I have the Stacy's fire roasted jalapeno chips and yeah. I will pull open a bag of those and then I'll start eating like you know half a bag and then I'll realize okay mm-hmm. you got you can't you got to throw this away and since it's yeah. all empty calories anyway I've been doing that yeah. but I saw. A half-eaten bag of that today, and I was thinking, you know what I should do? I should crush those up and make it into like a breadcrumb thing. So maybe that's what I'll use. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think, guy, folks? This maybe is I'll, I'll crush we're doing all our calculations yeah. on the air. It's an unusual. <laughs> well, it's a food show. Oh, I'm we're all for it. Food. I'm not complaining. I I, I think this Actually, is this is what we that, do. Stephen, the more I love that idea, I'm going to use the spicy jalapeno Stacy's chips. 
crushed mm-hmm. into a breadcrumb crust for my mm-hmm. seafood cheesecake. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. All Put right. it in a food processor or something yep. and grind it up into, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Into a crust. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Okay. Anything else, Stephen? That's it. All right. Talk Thank you, you as always. Good call. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Sure is. Two six zero man, you busy show today. I'll say. We're just bouncing right, right along. It happens. To call if you want to call. Who? Yeah. I said we've got. They've got ten minutes to call if they oh, want to call. Yeah. We've got a little bit of time. Uh, we can fit more in it than you might imagine, and we'd love to hear from you about uh, where, what you've got planned uh, for the rest of the week, or uh, what you did over the weekend, or. Just anything about food, anything about things that go with food, you know, the whole thing. You have Philippe de Mornay. Yeah. And uh, it's 1623. I didn't realize it was that that sauce has been around. No, it can't be that. Somebody probably just named it after him, right? Mornay sauce? Mornay sauce. uh, I don't know. That's it's uh, one of the anti. It's like a cheese sauce mother's, then. huh? Yeah, it's one of the uh, mother sauces they call it, right? Well, it's a it's That's the outcup really, of a of a mo. Yeah, it's uh, not. It's not. Yeah. What are the mother sauces? The uh, Hollandaise. Um, by the way, no two chefs agree on this. Uh-huh. Uh, Hollandaise. Uh, that's that's the number one, and you know. Oh, we have I'm, Eric. I, okay, Eric. Eric. Eric, welcome hey, to the food show. Hey, good afternoon, y'all. Oh, yeah. Come on in. Well, it's uh, getting ready to uh, become like it used to be. Quitting time, right. <laughs> Quitting time for me, anyway. But yeah. I like making bulk jambalaya or regular jambalaya in a regular old pot. Uh-huh. But what I find, I, I goof it up every time when I use regular rice. It just gets mm-hmm. gummy. Yep. I, should I cut back on water? I tried the Uncle Ben's rice, and I still screwed it up. Uh, I would, you know what, I think if, if it were me and I were faced with something like that, I would use something like wild rice or a uh, a very, uh, or a brown rice of any kind. Okay, well, wild rice is absolutely grossly inappropriate for jambalaya. Don't you think it's not even the same I, I agree with so you. brown rice, Thank you. for sure. Um, Stephen? I'm going to say something kind of blasphemous if you like if you if you have certain standards to uphold. But this uh-huh. was a problem that I had too because jambalaya is one of my favorite things. And after failing miserably, exactly as you're saying, I just went to one of the mixes which already have what? The spices in it. And you you have a certain a certain cooking uh, you put it's the water the water content versus the rice is is your problem and it's already measured out for you but I will tell you based on what I know from those those boxes it is two and a half cups of water for every cup of rice actually it's not you know what it's two and a half cups of water for the whole package so whatever rice is in the package but I will I will tell you that I cut that down to like two cups of water and I don't I don't know how much rice is in the package you know what I do Steve uh, I, what I'm gonna do um, it's Eric right I'm sorry Eric Correct. 
what All I'm right. going to do is investigate that. As a matter of fact, if Tom wants to hold on, I can go get that right out of the pantry right now. Sure, go ahead. And give you a ratio. All right, we have to go to Tim, too. Um, well, we have, we have enough time for both. Yeah, I'm going to run here, Tom. You talk to him. I'm going to go find this out right yeah, now. Yeah, let's do it. Is that parboiled rice in those packages, Tom? I don't know what you're really working with, since I'm over here and you're over there. But uh, yeah. but it's it's wild rice, which is, first of all, it, it's not even a real rice. It's a, 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 a rice that looks like rice, but it's a different kind of an animal. Uh, what it, It's grown in, in uh, Minnesota, and that's where it all comes from. But it has a unique flavor to it. And I think you I might be able it. to yeah. get something out of it. But uh, still trying to tell them to make jambalaya with wild rice. Yeah, a little bit. Don't do that. Aaron. Okay. He's still trying yeah. to hammer away at that. The other, uh, <laughs> yeah. the opinion of our little <laughs> gathering here is that uh, that's a bad idea. The one I just gave you. Well, let's okay. see what we come up with. All right. So um, I don't see exactly. It, it's measured as a package. And if you, you know, I'm going to have to just tell you that you should probably work on this yourself because there's not going to be enough time for us. But it's two and a half cups of water to the whole package. But it doesn't say how many cups of rice are in the package. And I would, well, if I have I would make say the package, that there's I'll probably... Never tell my friends. Yeah, that's that's how to do it. What did he say? I, right. If he fi figures it out, he's not going to tell his friends. That's. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. If I use oh, the you mean package, to do it by the package? Tell I'm telling you, oh, that's yeah. the way to go. And you know what I do? I take Packets. I take I take the package, the box. I use Tony Sacheries. Believe me, I have investigated this. I like um, Zatarains. I've tried Oak Grove, which does not cook the same way, so don't mix packages because their rice is a little bit different, okay? And it has different yeah. cooking times. So um, so don't, don't do that. Don't mix those up. But they have the perfect seasoning blend, and it, it makes it super easy. But I also will take my own um, Trinity, and I will, uh, you know, it looks like a jambalaya that you made yourself. But so you, you can cheat. Yeah, that's right. I that's got right. it. So I'll well, take you some... know, I find that if it's cooking and you add water after you've already started, yeah. it, that's the wrong way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, bad idea. Got, it's, it's, really, it's really a science, this whole rice cooking business, yeah. you know? And so, it's like bacon. Yeah. It's, like, it's no different than bacon. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think, harder than bacon, but... But I find I find that two cups instead of the two and a half cups get yeah. the right consistency. Well, we almost right, ran out luck. of time, but good uh, luck. Okay, did Tim go away? Yeah. Oh, Tim's gone. Well, the guy we were nope. just talking. Okay. About. Oh no, no then Tim there. is okay, still there. Okay, Tim, we got about two minutes for you. Okay, we'll make it quick. One is um, the wife and I driving back from a little trip. Listen to uh, the podcast, and the I, I just wanted to tell you, your guest uh, chef Duke. And he yep. was interviewing Al Copeland Jr. That whole story, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, that was an incredible story. Yeah. And I, I heard it live, and then I heard it again, and it yeah. was like I didn't ever heard it. So I tell you what, that's a great thing. If if, uh, if that could ever be redone, the the chef Duke, he did. I don't know the guy, but he did a great job. Mm -hmm. um, so the the other thing is this. So anyway, I, I like that. The other thing, 
We uh, on traveling back, we, we love a, a nice breakfast. We looked on Yelp and different ones, and we saw the reviews, and they just everyone went crazy about this one place uh, with their biscuits and stuff. We went there, and it was it was horrible. <laughs> and so my point is, my, my point is, don't it. trust I the Yelpers. These places, because it, it was a little hole in a wall, and it was a packed line outside. I have no idea what the line was for because it wasn't <laughs> for the food, but. I think these little plates, they get hyped up so much that yeah. it's yeah. like, well, you got to go here, but you really, yeah. really don't. And it's hard to weave out the, the, the ones that you should and shouldn't go to. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, reviews are good. I guess that the idea of reviews are good, but uh, in this case, it just, just didn't hold up too good. It, yeah, uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, that's, yeah, it's not the first time. Yeah. What were you, well, uh, anyway, did, you, did, you huh? did you find a good place? Uh, we, we did. We we uh, we found finally we found a good place, and it was uh, you know homemade biscuits. This other place, it was it was like a tray of biscuits all baked together, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't good. Nothing was flaky, and um, you know they did a lot of business, but um, I think yeah. they have a lot of disappointed people too. You like biscuits? Uh, you, you know I, I do for breakfast. A, a good biscuit is nice, so yeah. uh, I'm a little picky about them. If they weren't just right, well then. You know, we'll have to Willa yell about Jean it. on the South Shore has a good biscuit. On the North Who's Shore, that? you can't beat Oxlot 9. What? Okay. Willa Jean. Willa Jean. Willa Jean. In the warehouse district. Willa Jean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's a good biscuit. Well, good. Well, I know y'all running up on the clock here, and I just wanted to mainly let you know that Al Copeland's story was fantastic, and your, your sit-in, uh, Chef Duke, really knowledgeable and enjoyed it. Okay. Wonderful. Good. Thanks for uh, dropping in on us and sharing okay. your got stuff with us. We've got a bunch of you. guest hosts coming up next week. Do, 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 do. What'd you say? We've got a bunch of guest hosts coming up next we week. We do? Let me, let me actually run through those very quickly. Uh, Duke right. is uh, – actually, Duke is too busy now. This is um, – Scott Craig is number one. Uh-huh. And, well, actually, you know, we'll do this – I don't know. Do we have music or not? <laughs> Scott Craig is Monday, and we have the DePaulas on Tuesday – Wednesday's kind of still a question mark. Thursday, we have um, Don Clement, and Friday is the kooky oyster lady. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.